Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast. My name is Metal Thrashing Mike, and today I have with me the band Shock Lore. And joining me from that band are Mark the drummer, Jimmy the guitar player, and James the singer. Guys, how you doing today? Good, good, good. Doing just fine. So, uh, I thought I'd open this up by letting you guys have a moment just to kind of promote what you've got going on with the band right now. Let everybody know where we can find your music and where we can find you on social media and where we can buy merch. All right, man. Well, this is Mark, and I'm the drummer. Again, uh, I kind of do some backup vocals, too. But uh, uh, We're on pretty much every major social media platform. We have a Facebook page, at Shocklore, uh, uh, Instagram, at Shocklore, and Twitter, at Shocklore1. And then uh, as far as where you can listen to our stuff, we are on every major streaming platform, um, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Deezer, you know, you name it, Tidal even, um, and probably a few others I, I forgot to mention, but uh, um, we're, we're out there. And then uh, if you would like to buy our music uh, from somewhere other than crapple music uh it's on Bandcamp, and uh we just came out with a new record called volume two a 12 uh, 12 song album uh, that we're really proud of and and we've got all kinds of new merch we've got uh shirts we've got hats with hat patches and we are soon to be coming out with a uh shock deck a shock or skateboard so um stay tuned yeah i think that skateboard definitely fits the old school uh thrasher and hardcore kind of image there indeed <laughs> so um uh looking just looking at y'all's history and stuff um you know kind of looking to see what you were influenced by or what your influences are rather it's you know a mixture of thrash speed and hardcore i mean i hear a lot of other stuff in there but just kind of going back and looking at that there's a there's a large gap from that first album to this new one yeah 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 a good 30 year gap yeah yeah so so when we were uh you know i'll i'll start and then i'll let uh jim because jim was with me back then james joined us pretty recently but uh um so back in 1991 we uh all got together and uh another one of the band members that isn't uh, any longer with us eric wood me and uh, Jim Montes and uh, decided we just wanted to put down some material that we had, you know, kind of had in our back pockets for a lot of years that we had done over the years and just never recorded. And uh, the plan was never really to be like a touring band or anything like that or make any money off it. We just uh, were, you know, a couple of good friends that wanted to get together and record a kick-ass hardcore album. So, uh, that's what we did. And um, the time gap between uh, we've been in various different bands. I mean, I don't know if you, Mike, have seen our uh, um, kind of the the people we tag on Twitter and that. But, uh, you know, there's a band called Flappy Curtain that we were in. Jim and I uh, were in that band. And uh, and uh, James and Jimmy were in another band, a really great band called Full Size. 
and then uh the probably the very first band that that you know any of us were in together eric and jim and i were in a, another hardcore band uh called malicious grind for a few years back in the day like 1987 so we've been in various different bands uh, over the years and and then we came back together to uh record this uh this album and uh you know got james brought james on board and uh it's been a great ride so far. Yeah, sure. And, you know, we started playing music when we were really young. I mean, we were, I think, Ark and I were probably like around 11, 10 or 11 years old when we started playing our instruments. And, uh, and so by the time, you know, by the time we got into Shocklore, the first round, we had already been playing, you know, and just dabbling and playing in other bands and stuff you know, for, for a few years. And then, you know, but we were still really young when volume one came out. I think what we were like 20, 21 or something like that. And then, yeah. You know, and then and of course everybody gets jobs and so-called, you know, grows up and, and gets in relationships and all that kind of stuff. Just all that stuff happened. You know, we were becoming adults, so to speak. And, and, you know, I think that has a lot to do with the hiatus. Everybody sort of went their separate ways. And, uh, I had no idea that people were even interested in shock or anymore. And then, so when Mark came back and said, Hey man, are you interested in lighting this back up again? I said, yeah, sure. Whatever, man. I, I just didn't even think anybody cared about it. And so, uh, you know, we finally just got together and started writing songs and kicking ideas around. And, uh, th this is what we have volume two. And I, I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, how, how everything has turned out. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to you on Spotify earlier and just, you know, kind of looking at some of the numbers and stuff where it shows how many listens and things like that. It seems like you guys have drawn quite a bit of interest with this. You know, for especially for, uh, you know, I mean, you guys are unsigned, right? Or are you signed? No, we're unsigned. Oh, okay, you see, there you go. For an unsigned band, it's this, you're doing really good. <laughs> Um, I enjoyed the music, by the way. I did listen to the volume one, uh, volume one, volume two. Uh, one of the things I noticed, I'll let Jimmy get to talking in a minute. Don't worry, Jimmy. <laughs> um, it, it's not just the, because uh, I saw like what it said about the influence and such, the thrash and speed metal and hardcore. There seems to be a lot of different things going on in your music that go outside of those genres. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so I I started out playing surf music. I I found my dad's guitar in my in my grandparents' garage, and uh, and he kind of showed me like some cool surf tunes, and that's like that's the first stuff I ever learned. And I so I really got into that for a while, and then and then started playing punk, and then I got into metal, and so uh, you know so the, all that all that stuff is wrapped up into our music. I'm yeah. trying to find a particular song, uh, like just the the circus, for instance, was really, really odd. <laughs> you know, it was the first song I heard. It's the first song on your Spotify, and I was just kind of like blown away at how different it was than what I was actually expecting. Because you know, I thought, okay, well, they're influenced by thrash and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, am I listening to Mr. Bungle? <laughs> you know. Have you ever heard of a band called uh, Rudimentary Peni? I have not. 
so so if you want to know where that influence came from that would be that would probably be the the closest thing because that's kind of a like i think what you're saying is that's kind of a weird eclectic tune right yeah definitely yeah yeah there's there's a lot of definitely some rudimentary peni influence in there uh we were all really into them for a while i mean there's i still think their stuff's great and uh I don't know. I hear a lot of different stuff in there, you know, like even just the fast part kind of reminds me of, of all things of like, like Boston's some of Boston's early stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of, like I said, all, all the different influences, everything from, you know, Pink Floyd to Pantera, you know, it's all wrapped up in our stuff. Yeah. And so I, I also, uh, you know, had a bunch of different influences growing up, but I kind of went backwards to where Jim was from. Cause I, I started really, um, when I played the first thing I was ever playing was like old rock and roll, like, you know, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, that kind of stuff and rush. And then I got into metal in the eighties, like priest and, you know, early maiden and scorpions and stuff like that. And really like when Jimmy was starting to go more toward the metal, uh, side is when I started getting into hardcore so it was kind of we kind of met at a weird place in our our musical you know stylings it was it, it, we, we crossed motos yep yeah and as a, as a kid I grew up listening to like everything from Queen Ted Nugent it was one of my favorites ACDC Boston then I got into uh I started singing along to like Black Flag and DRI and stuff like that, and you know, making myself sick while uh, <laughs> repeating their lyrics in the garage, just screaming at the top of my lungs. And then uh, one day I went to a party and I just started yelling at a microphone because the singer was passed out. And after that, that was it, man. Kept going. Well, hell yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a way to start your singing career. <laughs> Yeah, singers passed out. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing. I'm all sure here. You know, just, just winging it. <laughs> Singer was a little too into Keith Moon. <laughs> That's so weird to hear you guys say Boston. Yeah, yeah. Did like Boston. That was my first. My first two records that my mom bought me when I was like in first grade or something like that was Boston's first album and Kiss Alive 2. Those were my first two albums. Nice. Mine was mine were uh, uh, Queen, News of the World, and uh, um, probably Rush Moving Pictures. God, yeah. Well, we got one more person that hadn't piped up yet. <laughs> How about you, James? What are your first two albums? My first two albums? I... <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I remember having a Queen record, and then the Vapors. I remember yeah. that. You know that. You know. Uh, when my grandma bought me the Commodores, I and Billy Joel, and I didn't listen to it too much, but you know, I think I used to play the tapes for sentimental value because Grandma bought them for me. Because Grandma didn't know what to buy me, she just bought me whatever, and I got. I even got stuck listening to Shaka Khan. I stole a tape from uh, the warehouse. And he admit it. But I admit it. I was a little kid, man. I was, I was like, I was like ditching, ditching school, like ten years old, eleven years old. Ran into a warehouse, grabbed the tape, and ran out and got the, got the shock of con. You know, I feel for you. Oh God. I can't, I can't say much, man, because in my generation, when I was like nine, ten years old, it was 
like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know, I was I was getting jiggy with it. If we're going through guilty pleasures, I, I like ABBA. All right. I like Warner. Yeah, and then and then you know, I was thinking while James was saying that there was also before I even started playing music, there was all kinds of good funk and soul and even the old good disco like like Earth Wind and Fire and stuff like that. Man, we used to listen to that on the radio all the time. About Simon and Garfunkel. Oh yeah, man. Jump off the bus, just don't need to discuss much, just jump off yep. the keely and set yourself free. Yeah. 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 We're old men. Let's say it's a bit of an odd thing to look at too when you consider y'all's music and you're sitting here talking about Boston and Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> uh, these are like these are younger years, man. We got I got older, man. It's like in my teenage years, it just turned into just pure havoc and craziness, you know, listening to hard hardcore and thrash like DRI, you know, Slayer, Death. I mean, there's so many bands out there that influenced myself and I know these guys too. Yeah. Well, if you want to make it even get a little more weirder, I've been listening primarily to country for the past like five years, probably. Oh yeah, that's cool. I, I live in Georgia, so it that doesn't <laughs> doesn't phase me. Oh, uh, modern country or old country? I you know it started with with more of the modern stuff just because that's what you know that's what was you know accessible on the radio but then after listening to some of that i just i discovered some of the older stuff and you know i like i like all of it basically but I, you know i'm really like kind of digging more on the older stuff it's more seems more genuine and like less poppy you know what i'm saying oh yeah i, I think for the modern country for me it's kind of like listen to uh john cougar mellencamp or something uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Luke Combs, man, for modern country, kind of kicks ass. I like I like Luke Combs. He's I think he's one of the modern guys that I really like. He's a throwback though. Got to say, he's a throwback though. Totally. I probably throw back a little bit too further because I am in Georgia. So when I talk about old school for me, it's usually like Chad Atkins. Oh yeah. Some of Les Paul's stuff. Going back to Johnny Cash's early stuff, Waylon. Yeah. Johnny Cash was like if, if there was ever like a, a crossbreed between hardcore and country, Johnny Cash would be it. Yeah. Oh, I've said for years he's at least an influence on the, the the look of metal musicians like James Hatfield and such. He was totally punk rock, man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the Dewey Cox movie? I just watched it last night. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where he's doing the coke and they start playing real fast and they're like, yeah. "Man, we just sound like a bunch of punks." <laughs> Buster. That's what my my son came in last night. He's like, "Dad, you got to watch this movie." And uh, I was like, oh, "You know, walk hard." You know, I was like, "What the hell?" Okay, I started watching it. I I watched the whole damn thing. It was great. Oh, I love all the little references. Yeah, a lot of Jerry Lee Lewis in there. Only if I, only when, every time I think of Jerry Lee Lewis, I think of him getting drunk on the radio and telling everybody they were going to hell for listening to this music. <laughs> well, that's, that's funny, it. man. When you're drunk, you speak from the heart sometimes. Yeah. 
We're all cut. going to hell for this music. No filter. No filter. So, um, I, you know, getting into some of y'all's influences and stuff. Um, is there any any other thing else you'd like to add to that? Because I mean, you've you've already added a good chunk there. Go ahead, Mark. What do you mean? Like well, yeah, like, uh, was there anything else that you didn't get to throw in here? Is there anything else that's influenced the newer album? SOD a little bit, you know, a little bit, of, a little bit of hate breed on one song. I think what song was that, uh, Mark? Was it Control or was it No Vacancy? Somebody said Hate Breed or Biohazard, something like that. But that that isn't what influenced me personally. That's just what people are saying. It sounds like, and I don't even know if I agree with that. Uh-huh. Well, plus uh-huh. another thing, you know, I, I I had already been playing guitar for you know probably twenty years. At, at one point, and, and I, I did like a total about face. You know, I said, "Wait a minute, I, I saw I saw a Megadeth Hanger 18 video on MTV one night, Headbangers Ball, and I go, I got to start playing guitar like that, man." And and so, like I said, after already playing for 20 years, I, I did a, to- a, a whole paradigm shift. So so there's all that music in between since that moment that influenced this album that wasn't even there on the first album. Yep. I had a similar uh, uh, experience, except for mine was, if you can believe it or not, uh, I started in between bands recording cover songs. I had my own YouTube cover channel. And what really, you know, the made me like look at a lot of different drummers and really look at my style and change my style up was uh, having to learn other drummers that I respected and some that I didn't even know um, note for note and play things note for note that were other people's stuff. And it just, it really, you know, uh, informed my style going forward. And that, you know, a lot of what you hear on the new album is just, a ton of different influences from recording like probably 150 plus cover songs yeah see i did a lot of cover songs with my last band too so that was a big influence i've done none yeah you're gonna have to give me a link to your uh your drum cover channel yeah, we'll do that. Mark Luther's drum covers. <laughs> I did everything from, everything from like James was saying, the Commodores, the Little River Band, you know, up into like, you know, rock and roll, heavy metal. I did a couple Pantera songs, System of a Down, Dead Kennedy, Orange. Yeah, no, I'm going to check that out. Yep. So, um, what was it like for you guys kind of coming back into writing this album. Uh, was there a particular event or anything that kind of really brought you back together for this? That was all Mark. You know, like like I said, we had all kind of, you know, gone our separate ways and, and Mark was still keeping his finger on the pulse of what was going on with Shock Lore. And he just reached out. So I, I think, Mark, you could probably speak to that better than I could. Yeah, what, what I did, Mike, is, um, at some point, uh, 
the production of the uh, the first record, you know, I, I just got really, really tired of, of the way it was mixed and mastered because we actually, and Jim knows this, but um, we always laugh about this. The guy that uh, produced us was the guy who, um, same guy who recorded and produced uh, uh, Survivor. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got mixed and mastered like a like a you know an '80s hair band, and um, and so I always hated that. And what really you know started this whole thing with me getting back into it, and then getting Jim back into it was. I went into the studio with a guy that I met here, the guy that we recorded the album with. His name is Devin from a, a studio, a really great studio out here in Herndon, Virginia, called Exhale Recording. And um, I remixed and remastered all of that new stuff. And we even like took some of the instrumental songs that didn't have lyrics and wrote lyrics for them, changed some of the lyrics to the older songs, and uh, then re-released it. And uh, that's where we really started getting a big response. And then after that is when I started showing Jimmy, I'm like, dude, look, man, people still dig this stuff. Like, wow, you know? And so that was really where we, where we got the buzz going. And then uh, about April last year, we released that single Soiled Mask um, as a single, which is also on our, our, you know, our album. But we released it as a single in April last year. And that did extremely well. And uh, we did another single with uh, a collab single with this band called Coco Bear from uh, Belfast. And um, uh, that's kind of more like a prog rock sort of indie, you know, prog rock slush kind of song. But it, that one got a great response, too. After that, we were like, hell, let's, you know, let's put, you know, 10, 11 more songs together and do this thing, you know? Well, hell yeah. Um, you know, I kind of have to ask a little bit here, you know, as the, the title of the podcast is metal thrashing nerds podcast. So I got to ask you guys have any nerdy hobbies or anything you'd like to let everybody know about I, Jimmy, go Jimmy, ahead. What's the, what's the question again? Uh, do you have any kind of like nerdy hobbies? Nerdy hobbies. Comics, wrestling, you, you know that kind of stuff. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I like doing woodworking. That's not nerdy, though. No. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like a, a diesel mechanic, so I just work on big diesels and big trucks and stuff. So, and uh, cars. So I don't know if that's nerdy or not. My you know, my, my job is nerdy. Cut the roses once in a while, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool that can be a little bit nerdy yeah i got some real i got some real pretty rose bushes in front of my house with these bright orange roses and i just love looking at them that's 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 nerd yeah I, I guess the real question would be uh what do you guys like to do in your leisure time when you're not playing this heavy ass music i usually pick up the cut, guitar myself cut roses <laughs> you cut roses <laughs> and record hey. your parts. Uh, I like to do like build, build furniture and woodworking projects and shoot guns and shit like that. I mean, I do some of that too. Yeah, my uh, I guess my hobby 
this is this is like more I, I guess less than nerd less nerdy but like way way a departure from the the really hard thrashing music because I'm a I'm a Christian writer and I also you know uh, do ministry so I was on a worship team worship team for like 25 years so there you go. Oh, by the way, I, I play acoustic guitar at church every Sunday too. And uh, I go to AA meetings a lot, so I work with others. If that's nerdy. No, not at all. That's helpful. Yeah, it's real helpful. That's, that's a beautiful thing, actually. Thank you for that. That's it's wonderful. Well, uh, so <laughs> finding out about you guys, uh, you know playing uh worship music and stuff like that's probably the polar opposite of what i was thinking <laughs> yeah you asked i asked no that's no, cool <laughs> yeah i played a i played a guitar track for some guy and he uh he recorded it into some like some uh club music which really caught me off guard this guy from england uh took one of my little little tracks and mixed it in with a uh total club dance song which really caught caught me off guard kind of like uh that one coco bear shock lore mix yep yeah yeah did you see the the song out there doing business mike yeah i did actually that's the one he's talking about the the oh no no, yeah yeah i listened to that just this morning so uh just one more opportunity here for you guys Kind of let us know where all we can find you, where we can find your music, and where we can buy your merch again. Okay, so uh, I forgot to mention this the first time, but we do have a website, uh, shocklore.com, and uh, you can find links to all our stuff there. But, uh, you know, if you want to just go straight to, we have a Bandcamp page where you can buy uh, all of our music. Um and by merchandise, we have hats and shirts, uh, and we're coming out with a, I think, probably in about a month, we're going to have a skateboard, a shock or skateboard. Uh, and then we are on every major uh, streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, YouTube, you name it, we're out there. So, uh, you know, you want to check us out, check us out. All right, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, I noticed this morning uh, you had the your own website and all that. I got on there myself, so kind of checking yep. everything out, getting a little bit more information about these guys. They're a great band. You should go listen to them. Remember, guys, on uh, you guys are on Bandcamp, so those of you that are listening, what is it the first Friday of every month on Bandcamp is uh, Band- Artist Fridays? Bandcamp Fridays. Bandcamp Fridays. First Friday every month. 100% goes straight to the artist. So if you're going to buy from your artist, great time to do it. Yep. Of course, I'm, right. sure, I'm sure they, I'm sure they appreciate it anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Hey guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on social media on uh, Twitter at a uh, Mike thrashing on Instagram at metal thrashing nerd podcast. And as the metal thrashing nerd podcast on Facebook, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, uh, you're either listening on Buzzsprout or your favorite site. Be sure and review and rate, subscribe, and let your friends know about us. Hey, we're just we're trying to get all these bands out here and let you know about them and kind of keep metal going and keep it alive. Sweet. All right, guys. Nice. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. Have a great thanks, day. Mike.
All right, you All right. too. Peace, guys. All right, bye. I was about to say, y'all actually don't have enough. <laughs>